Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. And since it's a Friday and Andy and I are tired, we need some help. We bring in Matt Rooney. He's going to cover some baseball and hockey today. And really, Andy, the most important thing from yesterday, how was the Taco Bell? How are you feeling yeah. today? How's the stomach? <laughs> like, my stomach Great is movement fine. this Everyone's morning. It's like, oh, you're going to poop so much. Like, no, it's just like, I guess my body is used to being treated like that. But uh, just that terribly. Much, it was that much salt, I think, made my I had a little bit. Heart rate was up a little. That's I should go see my cardiologist. Got to balance it out with some potassium. Have an I'm avocado. surprised you were able to go to the golf course after that. I'd feel yeah, like went, after $28 went, went a Taco holes, Bell, you just go to the couch. You didn't walk, oh, did you? Man. What's that? You didn't walk, did you? No, I, I don't. It was we had a later tea time, and I, I was worried about getting too dark, so we drove. Which it'd been better to walk. It was a little chilly on that cart driving. Had to kind of I was gonna slow it down a little bit. How'd you play? Shot, shot all right. I was saying that uh, somebody asked last night at the deep dive. There was a a par three where I cold topped it off the tee, like it hit the ground ten yards off the tee box, um, but still had a green in regulation. I cold topped it hard enough, and the fairways were mown pretty tight. Good and, follow, I mean, it, it ran, and it was like a hundred. It was like a hundred and ten yard hole. <laughs> That's why you finished. Yeah, it, why you finished the swing. It, it there. Just, you finished the swing. It the just ball ran. Goes. I'm like, oh, it's just you know, I just it's like a bump and run right up onto the green. It's still too far off. I'll take a par when I can get a par. Honestly, I don't get that many, so I, I put a picture. Anyone who follows me on Twitter, go check that out if you like to see a beautiful picture, lovely picture of the fall weather. Um, otherwise, speaking of fall weather, it is college football tomorrow. That's why Matt's here to give us some more winners, and I'll talk football all weekend on Sunday. Check out the deep dive on Wednesday. Went through a bunch of games. I'm sorry about last night. I'm sorry we we picked the Bears second half, and really, I still think it that was, was the probably right the right side. side. They it just was the couldn't right side. Finish drives. It was very frustrating to watch. I was yeah, there. It's it was, one. It was, I didn't watch any further. Those, it's one of those games where I'm, I got the first touchdown score. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Thank you, noobs. Um, and I have a decent sized position on Bears regular season wins under six and a half. So uh, I was looking at it when there was that drive late and they didn't, you know, maybe they thought they could get the ball back. I'm like, if they hurry up, get a chunk score, a chunk play, and then go, th- you know, three and out from there. Maybe they'd kick a field goal because they could have won the second half and still lost the game. There was like this sweet little middle that didn't occur. But yeah, Washington was horrid. Uh, they had one good drive the entire game, honestly. They had one, the, the muff punt probably was the, the muff punt in the red zone play was the what tilted that game. But we move on. We have better games on Sunday, including Chiefs Bill. Super excited to watch that one. But we'll start with, we'll start with CFB, Matt. Why don't you... Give us something to play tomorrow. What's happening on Saturday? Yeah. yeah. Andy, first off, Minnesota plays Illinois. I was not at a on that. There's no sports books in Illinois. Let me look at Illinois or Northwestern lines, which is just incredibly irritating. Oh, yeah. You can't bet on that stuff. That's funny. No, but I do think – I don't remember what that line is, uh, it, but I think that's a spot that I'm going to like Minnesota because I think that's a bounce-back game for them. And I like Illinois. They've played pretty well, but I think they're flying a little bit too high here. And while they're a solid team – if Minnesota's healthy, I think I like them in that spot. So that's my oh, bonus. High too. Bonus Andy's Gophers. I think I like that. I know. I know Illinois is playing well, but I think Minnesota's a pretty good football team. They lost a tough game to Purdue, who's actually pretty good. And 
they were without their best player in that one. So they kind of had to get away from their game plan. I think Minnesota and Illinois are kind of two similar teams and Minnesota is just a little bit more talented. They try to do the same things, but Minnesota's just a little better at it. Yeah. Before we get into your picks you have up here too, do you, do you have any takes on Michigan minus seven at home? Like Michigan's good. We knew Michigan would be good. Michigan hasn't played fucking anybody. See, that's uh, We talked about this yesterday on the Penn state is legitimately good as well. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday on the college football show. Like both of these teams kind of really haven't played many played anybody. I mean, except for I mean, Michigan played Maryland. Maryland's a not a great football team, but they're a, they're a solid football team with a very good quarterback. And I wasn't wildly impressed for Michigan in that game. They got a gift of a touchdown on the on the opening kickoff. Maryland would had a chance to go down and tie the game at the end and they throw a bad interception. Um the the Iowa game, they just kind of looked okay. The Indiana game, they played with their food for a half. Penn State had Auburn on the schedule, and when you schedule at Auburn, you kind of think that's going to be a good football game, you know, seven, eight years ago, whatever they schedule it, but Auburn kind of stinks now. Uh, Penn State probably should have lost week one at Purdue, but other than that, haven't really played many people. We don't really know about them. I don't like seven points here. I don't like Michigan laying seven. If I had to take a side there, I would probably take Penn State getting the seven. Um, I think that one's going to be a closer game. Those two teams tend to play closer games, um, and I think they're going to try to do a lot of the same things. Both teams really like to run the football, have two really good running backs. So I, I think there's an underplay there, maybe a first half under. I think it's like 27. I think I kind of lean towards that. But seven points I think is too much for Michigan uh, to be laying there with really still being kind of unproven. I have a, a buddy of mine who's a Michigan fan, and they were playing. They were up big on Iowa a couple weeks ago, and he texted me. He's like, I still don't know if Michigan's any good yet. This is fun, but like, I just don't know anything. It's kind of like, you'll find out the Penn state week. I think we kind of find out about both of these teams more this week. Um, so that one's yeah, not on my card, but that's a, that's a, I, I lean towards an under and that's going to be a fun one to watch. Maybe get a live bet in there or a first half play. And then I do have a card here. I'm wearing uh wearing my Notre Dame hoodie. This is not a Homer. This is not a Homer pick. This is more of an, an, it's not a, a, listen to my analysis. A, Andy, every time I've given you a Notre Dame pick, I've given you some pretty good reasoning behind it. It's actually um, as wrong as eyes. But audibly I, well, you can say, you guys couldn't see Andy there, but I can kind of see him on the little bottom. I know. I knew, I knew you could like see this me. And rolling his eyes and that's okay. That's okay. Um, Stanford's very bad. Stanford's not a good they football are. team. It's, it's, Really kind of weird how quickly that program has gone from perennial Pac-12 contender Rose Bowl team to just awful. And it seems like David Shaw should probably be in some trouble there. Um, but they're, they're not a very good football team. They've played uh, their, their three best opponents this year have been Washington, Oregon, and USC. Um, those three games, they have been trailing to were trailing to Washington by 10 at halftime, USC by 21 at halftime. Oregon, I think, was like by 27 at halftime. So they've been a slow starting team in the first half, especially on the road. Um, and Notre Dame, since that, uh, they won the Cal game the week after the Marshall game. They didn't really play well till the second half. Um, since kind of the second half of that Cal game and on, Notre Dame's been more of the team that I expected them to be preseason, which is a very physical, really good line play on both sides of the ball, run the ball really well, and then kind of efficiently pass, you know, complete short passes and kind of keep defenses on their toes that way. They absolutely dominated BYU on the stat sheet last week. The score ended up being closer because of some big plays, but they were the much better team there. They dominated a, what's a pretty good North Carolina team. Um, I like North Carolina, Notre Dame at home to take care of business in the first half. Seven, the game line is 17, 16 and a half, depending on where you get it. I don't love that just because late game covers and Notre Dame could take their foot off the gas. They're not this explosive offense. They're going to run the ball more. Um, but I do like them in the first half to get a good jump. 
especially with Stanford's bad first halves against the pretty good teams they've played so far this year. Um, and then first half Kansas, or I'm sorry, not first half, just over uh, 62 and a half in Kansas, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma gets Dylan Gabriel back, which is really nice for him. That offense for as bad as the team has been the last couple of weeks, when they've had Dylan Gabriel, they've been pretty efficient. And the defense is just God awful as we've seen. Um, pretty much anybody can do anything they want. Dan's, Dan's Texas team absolutely dominated them. TCU dominated them. I know Kansas is without Jalen Daniels, but Jason Bean played really well filling in for him last week against TCU. So I think Kansas will be able to put up some points. I think Oklahoma is going to be able to put up some points, and I, I, that one could get like to 70, I think. Um, and Oklahoma is also a nine-point favorite, I think, some places now. I don't think Oklahoma should be a nine-point favorite against anybody, even with Kansas in a backup quarterback. And I know you don't get rich betting against Alabama, uh, but I am going to take Tennessee getting the points at home. Alabama just hasn't really looked like the same Alabama team we're used to, especially offensively. Um, while they can run the ball really, really well and efficiently, they have a back in Jameer Gibbs. They don't really have the explosive playmakers that they've had in years past on the outside of the receiver position. They're not going to have first-round picks at receiver. The cornerbacks and the, the secondary have just kind of been okay for Bama, and Tennessee's offense is very, very explosive. So I think they're going to be able to score in this game, and if they can score in this game quickly, I think Alabama might have a little bit of trouble keeping up. So I think this one's a pretty close game, and I think Tennessee's going to be able to, to do some good things offensively. Um, if they can get a couple turnovers here and there, or luck into one, and maybe take a ball away here or there, uh, I think they actually have a pretty good chance on the money line, but I'm not going to, not going to risk that. I'm just going to take them getting the plus seven. It's a great Tennessee, slate of college Tennessee. football this weekend, by, by the way. An awesome I, don't know what to, I don't know what to think of that game. There have been a couple. There have been a couple chances this year for Tennessee to be same old Tennessee, like the, the Florida yeah, game. Yeah, I, I think they're a lot better. Just are they? Are they in that? Hey, we're we're you know Bama we'll, Georgia. Yeah, we'll find out. I, like I think it's weird because I don't want to say I think Bama has a down year is having a down year because Bama in a down year is still Alabama and can still go win a national championship. There's just kind of something missing from them. Bryce Young hasn't played the last, uh, didn't play last week because of a shoulder injury. He's probably going to be back this week. Um, but how healthy is the shoulder coming back off to coming off a, an injury? And he's warming up just in case Nick Saban needs to give him a call there. No, I'm um, the Arkansas game. Like they weirdly let Arkansas back into that one. That one was closer than it should have been for a while before they pulled away. I I think. I think Alabama's really good. I just don't think they're as good as normal. And I think Tennessee is a very good football team this year. I had that. I had a shoulder injury too, though, that kind of went away. Like after eating all that Taco Bell, my left, like my whole left shoulder, it was like radiating through my chest. Yeah. I don't know if I pulled it, like lifting all the tacos or what happened. It went sure away. I feel a lot like better. Having a heart attack. Definitely not feel, a clogged artery. I yeah. feel much better now. I just needed some water. Apparently. No, I'm better. Uh, Go with the balance, Andy. Balance salt oh. and potassium. You had too much salt, have an avocado. Have a banana today, okay? Eat a, eat a banana. I did. I did have a – I found some banana bread. That counts. That's not a banana. I know. I'm teasing. Um, either way, no, I'm joking. I wasn't having chest pains, guys. I'm fine. Golf. Golf's been up and down this week. It's a weird tournament. Go look at this leaderboard. Who? Top of the leaderboard, Andrew Putnam, who's actually someone I have bet on to win a tournament before. I think he's my financial number. advisor. I don't think he's going to win this, but John Huh went out and shot a course record huh? yesterday. 61. Just just belittled the course. We're looking at weather this weekend. I'm probably going to take it kind of easy, but I'm still going to try to attack some edges. And it's a pretty simple one for me today. Guess what? Mackenzie Hughes won a tournament. 
He won Sanderson Farms. He hadn't had a top 20 since May. And before that, February, I think, at Pebble Beach, where kind of a weird event as well. I don't think Mackenzie Hughes is like having this breakout season. It was just a shitty event. He ran like the sun. I still have him, you know, below average, especially in a field like this. So I make Emiliano Grio a decent sized favorite over him. I have this like minus 130. So I played Grillo. You don't you don't soften the L's, apparently. Even though I really want to, because he's from Do Argentina. It. I feel like you should be doing that with Spanish. But Emiliano Grillo over Mackenzie Hughes, minus 115. Grillo is someone I've backed a couple times uh, outright. Decent driving accuracy, finds green, scores. He maybe is a little undervalued because he played so poorly at the Shriners. But that same Sanderson's farm that Mackenzie Hughes won, he got fifth. He got 25th at the Fortinet. He was 19th at the BMW. In fact, he was in the BMW in the St. Jude. He had two runner-ups this summer at the John Deere and the 3M. He's been uh, a little more of a decent track record. Almost bet him out right here, which how would that have gone? Where's he uh, sitting? He is eight off the lead, so I guess I saved myself a few bucks. I don't know if he's coming back from that, but I do expect him to beat Mr. Hughes. Um, I watched the Breakfast Club today, honestly, so there we go. Different Hughes. Maybe they're related. I am going to Google that. Noops. Probably. Tennis? It's definitely not a popular it? last name, Hughes. Oh, we got tennis. There's a bunch of tennis. I, I think I bet every match in Cluj to Poca today. Love that. <laughs> Let me see. I can't remember if I bet all of them or just three of them. I think I got three. I missed whatever the first one was. But, yes, we do have a bunch of tennis bets. A couple this afternoon. Um, one later today. Oh no, I did. I'm gonna uh, no, no. I'm gonna end up betting three of the four Cluj and Poker matches. Well, I did live bet the Bondar Potapova match, but probably doesn't count. Um, let's start with a prop here in Cluj and Poker. Something that um, stuck out to me. It looks like pretty good value here at a big number. Anna Blankova to win her match two sets to one. So you know we've talked about minus one and a half sets or to win two zero, but um, pretty much every book that has props will offer an exact score prop and. Blankova really has played a lot of tough three-set matches here. Um, has played Kalanina four or five times in her career. All four or five times have gone three sets. Blankova, I believe, is 4-1 and one or 4-0 and oh in those matches. So I kind of like her to win today. She's been playing good tennis. Um, you know, was looking at the over, over two and a half sets, right at plus 140, plus 145, where it should be. Um, the total for the match right around 21, 21 and a half. Uh, but plus 420 here. And as I start to look at, it's one of the things that we talk about when I talk about the first sets, and I'll probably will talk about it a little bit when we get to San Diego. A lot of these lines are just derivatives of, of larger lines. They basically take the money line with the over two and a half sets, kind of put it together, add in some juice basically to cover themselves a little bit. But as I look at the way this match is going to go, I think there's a much better chance for Blankova to win, especially in three sets. So plus 420, give me Blankova wins two sets to one there. Um, just have that number closer to like plus 320 myself. Um, Wang Ziyu. Like her outright here, minus 105 against Nuria Patisaz Diaz. You might remember um, we bet Nuria quite a bit early in the season. She was a good player yeah, for right. us, but um, really struggling here the last couple of months. Um, finally starting to get to the end of the season. I think she's being ground up a little bit. Has played two good matches here, but you know against 150th ranked Arena Barra, who would much rather play on clay. Um, beat up on Don McGolfi again, not necessarily a great hardcore player. 
Um, Wang Ji has everything needed to win here. And I think part of the reason we're getting a little value here is because Paisas Diaz did beat her um, earlier this year. Um, it was in a smaller event, but I just I, I never liked that. You know, kind of the one or two match head to head. I find a lot of times the market moves things a few cents that direction. It always gives us a little value back on the other side. Um, Wang Ji playing great tennis here. I have her the favor here, but closer to minus 130. So happy to take minus 105, minus 110, or better looks good. Um, Blinkova, both of these matches will be starting um, pretty shortly. Blinkova, um, Kalanina's next up. They're going to be up on the court in probably the next five, 10 minutes. Um, Wang Ji is next up after that. And in San Diego, later this afternoon, Arena Sabalanka, Donna Vekic um, should be a really fun match. This is another interesting head to head where Vekic, I believe, is four, to, four and one or five and one against Sabalanka career. Um, it's crazy the two of them have played so much. They play just about every year, it seems like. Um, should be a competitive match. Really like the first set over here again. Um, the balance here is just not right in terms of the way they're setting the first set total and the second set total. I think this will be kind of a, a tough first set, and then we'll see a very quick second set regardless of who wins here. So probably even live betting the under here. So um, Blinkova wins 2-1. to one. That starts shortly. Wang Jinyu about an hour and a half after that. And Sabalenka package first set over. That'll be this afternoon in San Diego. I legitimately just put in a, a Wang Blinkova parlay while you were talking there. Kuznikova! <laughs> It's like oh, plus, well, like well, plus well, three twenty nine yeah. or something. Like I've had that. I've had in my head the whole time. I, I'm sure I missed it this week. Where is Cluj Napoca? I know sometimes we have geography lessons during these times. Romania, Romania, Romania. Okay, I am sure you guys brought it up this week. Oh, goddamn right! Whenever I don't know where something is, I will always ask Noops, and we'll always. You asked me so one I'm time. Like geography. I didn't know. <laughs> Cluj Napoca. in Estonia. You're like, where is this? I, I don't know. Yeah, we had to. Look t- I always forget that one. Regardless, uh, baseball. Are they playing baseball? Boy, the fucking three games today. The powers that be have been very bad at scheduling a postseason. Yeah, like, I don't. We've get made all it through like days. five days of the postseason. I've had like six games. It's embarrassing. I, I love day baseball, especially during the regular season. But there shouldn't be this much postseason day baseball. Like one game starting at three o'clock is oh, fine. But everybody, the twelve again, o'clock Guardians, India uh, Guardians, Yankees. I hate. I hate people who are fans of teams in general, which is why it pains me so much that I'm going to be a Timberwolves fan. I'm becoming everything I hate. But my God, I've seen so many tweets and comments and chats where like, oh, oh, we're just going to give the Astros a day game. Like somebody has to play the day games if they're going to do this. Like everyone is complaining. Oh, like the World Series champs have to play at one. Like someone has to play at one. And also like, hey, guess what? You're playing the Mariners. And nobody on the East Coast gives a flying fuck about the Mariners. They do not. So, like, it's just, it's it's so hard. And, like, the, the same thing with Yankees games. Like, Yankees games are going to get preference because of the big market. And it's funny, too, because, like, Houston is a massive goddamn city. Mm-hmm. But New York Yankees fans are, like, you know, uh, like, leaves in the wind, man. All over the goddamn nation. It's the biggest bandwagon team in baseball, I assume. So, like, they're going to get preference. It, it has been – it's been weird. Like, honestly, just spread it out and make them all, like, do the 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock games every night. Just make them yeah. all night games. I don't even – I love baseball the, games, but I hate people pitching. If there's a day – if there's, like, a, an early out or late afternoon game, I don't mind it. But, like, the Yankees and Guardians is, is a noon start central time today. That just seems a little bit early. Yeah. Well, and that was that was another thing, too. Like, they, they had – has the rain move, delay, but they – had, They had to move that one. Because of the rain, everyone should have domes too. Retractable ceilings. 
that is where that game. That game is where my pick comes from today. I don't have a pick on Phillies Braves, so I think Dan and Noob should have some sort of mayor's bet going on. I don't know what that could be, but you guys, it's one, it's a one-one series. You guys should figure that out. Mayor's bet. We're both too um, fatalistic to bet on our teams. We both think they're going to lose. So then you should bet like... on the Braves, and Dan should bet on the Phillies. <laughs> There's an idea. That's the mayor. You that. guys bet on each other. I, I have a Phillies series price because I'm just I'm all in on Philly everything now. Flyers even won. How about that? That is a surprise. Uh, that is a surprise. They're not going to be very. That can happen a lot this year. Yeah, I don't not think Torts is good. Um, Guardians Yanks. Okay. This is a very I, small. I like no, s- where, where the flying bleep are you betting first three? Caesars. I've never even seen that. Caesars. Caesars has first three, first five, oh, and I like first that. seven. That's I believe like I like it. Bets. This is yeah. It's a like I, I was saucy uh, when I was writing the baseball blog yesterday. I. I got. I was looking on seasons, and I found the first three under in the Mariners Astros game, which was one and a half at plus one thirty five. It was a very good mat- pitching matchup. That one cash. I had the first five under, which was close to even money. Cashed that as well. So it was a really nice day. I'm going to kind of keep rolling with those here. I love the pitching matchup in this one. Shane Bieber threw against Tampa. Uh, Tampa. In the wild card series, granted, Tampa's lineup is not nearly as good as New York's, but still, Bieber went out and pitched really, really well. He's very familiar with these Yankees lineups, and that was a, just a very impressed with him in his first start. And Nestor Cortez, uh, I know I saw in the comments somebody had Nestor Cortez's over four and a half Ks today, plus four or at plus one fifteen. Similar thought process here. I'm backing the pitching matchup. He's been really good this season. Was really good down the stretch. I think he allowed one or fewer runs in. The, four of his last five starts or something like that when I was looking at his lines this morning. So he's been throwing well, and Cleveland's lineup is not all that powerful. This was a lower-scoring game one. Um, was, I think, 2-1 to one headed into the into late before Rizzo hit that home run. So I really like the pitching matchup in this one. Playoff baseball tends to get a little bit tighter. with The pitching becomes a little bit better, and it's more reliant on pitching. So I'm going to go with the first three under 1.5 at plus 100, and that first five under three at minus 115. Usually it's three and a hook, but the pitching matchup is, is so strong today that they, they, you don't get that half a run. But that's okay. I can live with a push if we get it. It's kind of like a nerfy. You know, the no run, first inning. I think I was thinking Melfi. Melfi, that is the uh, Lorraine Bracco's character on the hit HBO series. This is Henry Hill. The Sopranos and Mrs. Henry Hill. Yes, absolutely. Always I had Mrs. to admit. Oh, God. That's a, I should just watch movies this afternoon. You know what? Okay. I can't watch movies. I can't fuck around this afternoon because the school system is so awful. This is, there should be like a what grinds my You don't ears. have to take care of your kids again today, do you? Yeah, I have to babysit oh. the children. Uh, well, they're just like, hey, guess what? Some Fridays we're just going to let, let school out at noon. Why keep like I never got days off? Like it, we had to have a. And we got days off, but it was like, like actual was, holidays, like Martin yeah, like Christmas. Day or like we Christmas because it day. snowed and no one could get anywhere. Yeah, we'd get Christmas off every other year, but no, they're just like oh, some Fridays just we're we're gonna let kids out at noon. Well, that doesn't work well with my schedule. I have to go get them, but we're just gonna go to the batting cages. So. Actually, sounds kind not, of fun. Not all is lost. They have, That's good. I, I think Keep I've talked for, about this. around like dogs. They have the simulator cage where there's a TV up there and it shows you where the ball was hit on a baseball field. With like it oh, has yeah. all the cameras and shit. So it's like the golf simulator, but for and it's like can, a top tracer for the for a batting cage. It's much. top tracer, but you can just set it to like a slow pitch softball ten foot arc. Oh hell! And yeah. I'll go borrow one of like the best bats because they demo bats. And so the kids are like in the, you know, actually practicing. I'm, I'm going to go hit some dingers. Dingers. 
Nothing more fun. Than I'm like, oh, did I switch this to a little league field? Because you can. There's a computer outside. You switch it to whatever you want. Like, yeah, I'm playing an under 10 girls team. Guess what? Dingers. <laughs> so that is the plan. I'm going to go uh, eat some lunch, watch some baseball, take in some tennis. Golf I'm starts to play some at golf this afternoon. It's going to be a cold one. Yeah. And today is finally too cold. It's like 30 degrees out. Uh, it's 45 here, so I can give it a shot. That's what I did. It was yesterday, 45 for me. You bundle up a little bit. You wear an extra layer. It's Sweater. Okay, we're stocking at. It's sunny out. The sun's out. It's warm. Sun's out. Golf club's Golf. out. There you go. Well, with that, appreciate you guys. Anybody who made it into the YouTube chat, I know there's a few of you that are still hanging on, listening to every word. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. Have a really good weekend. Win all your bets. And if you don't, Win more than you lose. Enjoy the fall, and we'll see you on Monday. Klujnikova!